Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys had an amazing week and you enjoyed my previous episode with my best friend Cassie. I hope you guys enjoyed her energy because I enjoyed having her um, talk about her experiences with all of you. If you love and support my podcast, don't forget to share with your friends, family, and other loved ones. And if you would like to keep up with me or just know more information about the topics that I cover, you can follow me on my Instagram at the Butterfly Effect Podcast underscore. And if you would love to ask me questions, suggest any topics, or even be on one of the episodes, you can email me at the Butterfly Effect PDCT at gmail.com. Also, guys, I have a cash app, so if you wanted to put in a very small donation to help contribute to future episodes, that will be in the description box. So, without further ado, guys, let's get started. So, guys, this week I have a very special guest. His name is um, Adrian, somebody, a new friend of mine. And his story truly um, touched my heart, and I felt like his energy was very beautiful and pure, and I wanted to have him on this week's episode. So welcome, Adrian, if you would like to do a little small introduction about yourself. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. My name is Adrian. Um, like, like Queen said, we recently became friends, so really like cool connection we had. It was a really, she had really uh, viable energy. She was very out there. So I was like, you know what? We have to be friends. So we became friends. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, me, I'm very, I'm, you know, 23, uh, work at a bank and um, very high energy, very social person. Um, and yeah, that's me so far. You'll probably get to know me more throughout the podcast and can't wait. Oh my God. Well, that was such a beautiful, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> introduction it's like yes yeah, so if you guys need your banking needs or just need a beautiful <laughs> extroverted friend adrian is the guy for you thank you <laughs> but um so yes we did just meet and i wanted to kind of pick your brain because i feel like you know you had mentioned a couple of topics to me that i really wanted to touch on ever since i started my podcast and that is like depression and anxiety and suicide I kind of want to hear about your experiences like if you can explain your life experiences as like 
one big summary? Like, what would that be if you could? Uh, so for a big summary, I would say, honestly, it's my life at, I would say, elementary all the way to probably last year has been a very dark time. I've it's, right. It was rare for me to have really happy moments, which I did, but it was always it was one of those fake smiles. It's like those smiles mm-hmm. I put on my face. It was also happiness that maybe I thought it would like last forever because we all know things never last forever. And I sadly that was what was the, what was the um the issue with me. It was like I, mm-hmm. I just was trying to find things to uh be happy about, and hopefully that will a shadow or like uh, take away my sadness with sadly the sadness or the depression most of the depression uh will always was always winning um every day i was always angry i was always sad mm-hmm. so some to summarize it was mostly a, a very dark depressing childhood i very i had a mm-hmm. really dark childhood so but recently i've been getting better at it i've recently i've been getting help so I've this is the best, this is the happiest I've been in all my life. Oh, point of my good. life. Yeah, so like uh we'll get into it later, but like my confidence back then, my social skills, my even my self-love was at a very steep low because of things that we'll like touch on later that will like like take like took place in my life that right. made it made it uh get to that point. Of course. And you know what? That's kind of like when you go through that like fluctuation of emotions and feelings especially if it starts in childhood it's so difficult to navigate away from being so conditioned to like a set of emotions or a set of circumstances without feeling like you at some point you re- you recognize that you're in this like loop and now you're trying to figure out okay I'm in this loop how do I get out of it or how do mm-hmm. I take that step right. to the unknown of figuring out what do I need to do with my <laughs> life like <laughs> like what do I need to do to be happy and I'm glad that you mentioned that you were searching for things to hopefully spark that little light inside of you to be happy and I think that a lot of people go through situations like that where they'll feel as though happiness can just be like sparked up like it shouldn't be as easy as you know um like lighting a match like oh it's just going to be there and then from that I could do something with it but sometimes it's a lot harder to cultivate that flame to even come about in the first place so for you I want to know so what in your childhood did you feel like what was making you depressed or making you go through like the ups and downs of your emotions so uh that's a good question by the way (laughs) uh so (laughs) It was mostly starting, obviously, when you're a kid, you don't know that yet. I I didn't know what depression was, what suicide, anxiety. I didn't know that because um, I just thought there were bad days. But what was making those become bad days was the bullying, was Mm -hmm. self-hate. I'm wondering why why no one would become my friend. Right. Um, And family uh, problems because my mom was not liked by my dad's side of the family during the time when I was a child. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was mostly that to anger towards like why I was like not liked because um, I was never invited to parties except like one family member. She's like uh-huh. my she's like my little she's my little cousin, but she's like the little sister I never had. We were right. so, we're so close to this day, and. Besides them, they they were always there for us. But the other family members, they always gave our backs towards us because my mom came from like a, a 
not not poor, but like medium household. While my dad's uh, ex, well, she was rich. So obviously, right. when my dad got with my mom, when they got married, my my aunts and well, mainly my aunts, they were more like, eh, like let's just you know, let's just back away and right. Yeah, now knowing that now how my eyes open and being older, I understand like wow, y'all just didn't like my mom because she just did not have money. So right. Which is very back- interesting. That's such an interesting dynamic. I mean, I get it that your dad's ex set, I guess, like an expectation or like a bar, and they probably felt like your dad had downgraded, but that's such a weird it's not weird, but it's very um it's very interesting to see that dynamic happen, especially it like that type of hatred or animosity towards your mom like my heart goes out to her i give her like a a virtual hug (laughs) (laughs) no she's very she's so loving she's so kind she's she will always like talk to you like she's known you for years she won't cuss in front of you even though she doesn't know you she's like oh you'll get to know me you know i cuss a lot um (laughs) which i (laughs) which is funny because because i cuss a lot well i don't cuss as often as i used to but it does come out here and there yeah, and then when I hear my mom's like, oh, that's that's where I get it from. That explains it. Oh, my it. goodness. Like, <laughs> I see. Right. So for you, it was more like you're going through, like, this period of trying to figure out why you were not being accepted. Like, why you, yes. like, I'm, like, which is, in childhood, you know, as children, we just want to, we have a very wholesome way of thinking about things. Like, we think of things in a very colorful, imaginative way. So, it's like, oh, yeah, like this person's my friend, that person's my friend. Or, exactly, you know, yeah. like it's like that. But then you could think that way. But it's not until you go up to that person and you're just being friendly because children are just like that until they learn behaviors and things. And then they are rude and mean and pick on you for no reason. Like I resonate because yeah. I was bullied too. So <laughs> I, it's a different it's a different world out there, like especially if you've been bullied before and it does cause you know, a lot of trauma and just how you develop. But do you feel like that bullying increased as you got older, which is why you felt like like there was some depreciation and like you not being able to value or love yourself the way that you wanted to? Yeah, so with the the bullying, it never stopped, honestly. Even to high school, you would assume high school there would be no bullying because, you know, we're older, like we're not the mm-hmm. wisest, we're, you know, we're, we're still kids, but you know, we're at least aware of what's, what is, what's right and wrong. But mm-hmm. sadly that was never the case because I guess I was always myself of uh, when I was a child, um, I was very skinny mm-hmm. and once depression hits, which is funny because I do remember when depression hit because that's when I started gaining weight and that's right. when the bullying got even worse. Back then it was mostly just teasing of like, I couldn't run as fast or, mm. um, yeah, like little stuff like that. It so always little, starts off that way. Like, yeah, <laughs> it always starts off with a little teasing, with a little yeah. like remarks. But that's when you that people say like, "Oh, it won't hurt." Like, be, I'm just like, you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what they've been through. That little thing, that little say, may not mean too much to you, but mm-hmm. to them, that can be like a really deep scar that you're probably right. opening up again. And with me, since I was like. I was like, okay, uh, what not, what not. And that's when um, the bullying started. That's when, for some reason, I started gaining weight. started getting more uh, more sad. And with the, gain, with the weight gaining, um, that's when the bullying got even worse. I was getting pushed. Oh, wow. I was getting shoved into lockers. I was being called oh. fat. Uh, wait, can, can I cuss on your podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
keep it to a minimum. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be like every sentence is gonna be a cuss word. No, no. Um, <laughs> but they called me like a fat ass. They said all oh, these, man. yeah, they said all these bad things, which were starting right. to pile up to the point no one even defended me, which I get it. Or it was elementary. Kids don't know. There were some kids that were like, hey, stop, but. It could, that's, that didn't really do much. And teachers, sadly, with our um, educational system, they always say, like, oh, we'll punish the kids, detention. I'm like, but that's basically, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a slap on the wrist. It's really, really doing much. It's mostly, you know. Yeah, it's um, like, mm-hmm. I, like, it's almost as if, like, goes in one ear, out the other. Like, they just don't really take it as, I feel like they take bullying as a rite of passage in a way or they treat it as if oh it's part of your growing pains and it's like no if you have the power to do something you should be doing it (laughs) yeah like you're like you're there to protect the user show us and if we see you doing this we're like okay so i guess i really don't have to um not not to look up to anybody because people won't really protect me like especially Mm -hmm. adults and when um so when the bullying was starting when um it got worse to the point um, middle school happened. So elementary, it was mainly just name naming. Right. But middle school was a tipping point for me. Middle school, that's when the suicidal thoughts started coming in. That's when anxiety, that's when I was starting to take out my anger on my parents or mm. friends. And when I didn't want to, it just, it was so much anger inside me that I had because at that point in middle school, I was being picked on by um football players so they were so yeah so i really couldn't defend myself because i was out of shape i didn't so to like to uh backtrack real quick i'm sorry um i'm i'm an only child so my mom uh took a risk with me but my parents did because the Uh first one i was supposed to have an older brother but he sadly died in the womb and yeah it was i I didn't find out till farther in high school he didn't want to say anything and which I, i i get and yeah and so when when i was born they really took a chance on me here i am so i was really born i'm 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 that uh only child that's really weird no i'm just kidding (laughs) people (laughs) are all kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) but they always assume that the only child is the weirdest child because you know they're anti-social which that's crazy yeah, I always got that. It's like, oh, you, it's because you're an only child. I was like, okay, I, I, I guess because I'm the only child. People, they would say that, but if like, because usually the only child, at least in my high school or middle school, the only child was the most spoiled or the, like the popular one. And so they're just like, oh, yeah, they're popular because they're an only child. And they have like this, they're the sense of independence and like competence. And it's so, that's so crazy. <laughs> they thought that was weird. <laughs> so that's, and that's the opposite at my school. It was weird with up at my school. Like, oh, he's an what only kind of, kid. What like, kind of water were they drinking over there? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, he's weird. Like, he's, look at, look how he just eats. I'm like, he's just eating. What you mean? Like, what? that's how he eats. I know oh that's God. that's what people say. Like, oh, I miss high school. Like, I definitely don't miss high school. That's for sure. I definitely don't miss high school. I wouldn't miss your high. If I was in your high school, I wouldn't miss it either. I'm still no. trying to understand these kids' ways of thinking. I just want to know. <laughs> and it's funny too because my high school is called the STD High School. Wow. And the, re- and the reason it's called it's a little funny story. And the reason it's called that there was one time. Uh, so they do blood drives, and yeah. 
they the high school came the blood drive i think it was i forgot what blood drive it's the popular one i forgot what it's called i think it's just called blood drive oh um, like the american cross type deal yeah i think it's i think, it's like, okay. I think it was red cross and something, <laughs> something like that something um, like that we want your blood and they yeah, were exactly. vampires <laughs> they get free cookies though um so they got like i think once once the blood donation happened uh, a week later, they got a letter, and the, the word spread really quick. You know, it's high school. The words always spreads. Obviously. Oh, there's nothing secret it, in high school. Like, that's the one thing in, like, those high school movies that is actually true, is that yeah. <laughs> once there's a, like, you'll hear about news so quickly before, like, you know, the actual teachers hear it, You know what I mean? So Yeah. It's funny because that's the only thing that's true. Everything else, that's it's not true. We wish it was like that, but it's not. And, um... And that and the blood uh, was uh, thrown away because eighty percent of the blood was H- uh, STDs positive, so they oh. couldn't use the blood. Oh my god! I know. I'm like, what? It was like way before. I think it was like six years before I even started freshman. So it was it was an old news. But it's funny because now that it was it was Poteet High School. Now that school is known to be an STD school because oh, wow. So that that incident, which is funny, I was like, which is not, which is sadly true because STDs do start growing in high school. So sadly, right. That's, but anyways, back to the topic. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. No, you're fine. That is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Like I know, <laughs> so weird. But go. That's probably why all. I'm just kidding. Like I'm not gonna make assumptions about why these kids were bullying you for truly no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> which is true because what they say is like when people bully is because they have a horrible life and they're jealous right. of your life. Which is so majority of it is true. But um so in middle school, that's when the bullying started. That's when um I was getting picked on. That's when that was the that was literally the uh, tipping point. Um my money was stolen. My lunch money was stolen. So there was weeks or those days I didn't eat lunch because I didn't have my lunch money. Oh wow. Um, my gym shorts were stolen. So I so when I walked into the gym with just my khaki pants, I got written up and sent to detention. But if I spoken up, guess what would happen? I would walk you into eat. a hallway and get beat up. So oh my gosh. So I really didn't have I couldn't say anything and nobody wanted to stand up for me. Um wow. where are these bullies at? I'm about to stand up for you right now. Like <laughs> I preach I wish you were there. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, and That's- um so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, oh, no, 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 you're fine. I'm just like pissed. Like, I'm not end. confrontational, but mm-hmm. I will speak up on things. Like, I will happily, like, exert, like, like, assert myself in situations to help another person, like, to advocate another person. But I go on before I, <laughs> I it's fine. I'm okay. <laughs> you better start a whole rant. <laughs> I might. This might just be. Me, you're just the you become the host, and I'll just be the the person <laughs> like ranting. Like, tell me your feelings now. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, go on. So yeah, so my glasses they were broken. So there was days I had a I didn't have my glasses. My parents would ask like, "What happened to your glasses?" I'll just say like, "Oh, I lost them." Then they get mad at me, say I'm responsible. But in reality, oh, I don't. God. Yeah, so that even made it worse. Um, so what it's else? Like you were receiving like various. Like, there was no support, so there's no foundation for you to even feel like you can depend on somebody. And on top of that, like, you're you're being reprimanded and punished in two different ways. That's causing so much more pain to the point where you will become so much of a sponge in these situations to I'm not surprised that you eat that you did um, 
like shit like you know like splurred out like your aggression or anger um towards other people because it's like how do you deal with a situation that you don't even really know how to cope with because you think you start to accept that it's just a reality of your life not only that, yeah that's that that part and not only that or can in my mind i was like what's wrong with me like is this my mm. fault it, i was starting to even question my own self i was starting like my whole my whole character just me in general i was thinking bullying from the bullers uh bullers that's not the word but the bullies <laughs> my parents i had no friends and i was starting to hate my own self that's when my hate my own hate was starting because i was like something's wrong with me i was like mm-hmm. my mind i was like this this is my fault i'm weird i'm ugly and that's when my own self-confidence because even in middle school up to high school um no i my dating life was non-existence basically mm-hmm. because no one wanted to go out with me no girls want to go out with me they all thought they all was was friends owning me not even friends owning me more like oh it's just you know i don't want to date another i don't want to date right now but you see and in, in two weeks later they're uh talking to another guy so i'm like okay oh wow yeah, yeah so it's just like you really do it's like not only have you fall into like that cycle of just being the victim in the situations but then you start like wondering you fall into the cycle of victimization because you're trying to figure out why am I this way? It clearly has to be something wrong with me because everyone else is acting this way. So maybe I'm the oddball. You start to believe in the things that people tell you and the actions that people show you as well, which makes you look at yourself and say, you know what? Like I'm the problem. And that's like such a, it's heartbreaking. You had to like, go through that type of situation on so many different levels like <laughs> i know I like that. it's just it's crazy because it was not just middle, middle school usually that's like the bullying era and, and right but no it was, it was elementary middle school high school and middle school um sadly uh it's something i don't say but i have to say it um in middle school it may get a little dark in middle school um my parents knew these new family. I'm not gonna say names because it's just just in case. Um, so they knew this. They they became friends because they met at a gym and they had two sons. And um, there were about I was in middle school, so I was like they're about to graduate high school because I know they were way older than me. Mm-hmm. And they had a pool, so we were visiting them a lot because they had a pool. Not a lot, lot, but um, quite frequently, more than like frequently. You know. Yeah, it was mainly the summer. And there was one time uh, my, they were going to go to a garage selling on a Saturday. I remember it was on a Saturday because they weren't there at all. No, no, four of them weren't there. My parents and his parents. And the older brother, he he went somewhere. I, don't know, I think he was working or something like that. So it was just me and the other older, the middle brother, the younger brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they were gone, it was just us two. So we're at a pool, yada, yada, yada. How we were swimming. Then I don't know where he was like, are you going to shower? And I was like, I don't. No, why? Why should I shower? And then he was like, "Oh, it's because you know the Clorox will uh, damage your hair, it's damage your skin if you wait too long." And I was very gullible back then because right. I never experienced what I'm about to experience right now. And um, so I, he was like, "You can use our shower, and you can just reuse the clothes since they're still dry." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." So I went to the shower. I turned on the shower. I was getting ready, and I hop into the shower. That out of nowhere, I hear um. And this is already pissing me off just because I remember oh. this day to day. He came in the shower. And he was like, I'm <gasps> coming in. 
So I was like, oh, okay. So I just uh, cover I covered myself. Right. And he was like, why? He's like, oh, it's quicker this way, you know? So I was like, oh, okay. And um, so we were showering. And so he was like, you have to cover yourself. Like, you know, we're men here. It's this and that. Uh, and I was like, okay. So I was like, I just trusted him because, you know, he was just. Right. And that's when he grabbed me. And he said, this is very nice. I, I remember those words. Oh, and I just remember God. him. I just remember him saying, just, just ignore it. It'll all go away. I remember those words exact. And right when he grabbed me, then he grabbed uh, my, my, my butt. Then he tried to get closer. That's when I ran out the shower. Which oh, my God. I ran out the shower. And I used to tear up every time I tell this story. And I used to get really angry when I tell this story. But now I'm more of, I'm, people need to hear this because it can happen to anybody. Right. And so when I jumped out of the shower, he's like, no, come back. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be safe and this and that. And I was like, no. And I was like, you know, I'm just done. I'm already, I'm already, all the Clorox is gone. I'm, I'm good. And that's when I got dressed and I went in the living room. Then he came, he wanted to play PlayStation. And from there, I was just quiet. And he was like, I was just like, I just want to watch TV. He's like, okay. And he was trying to sit right next to me. I moved, I moved a bit. Then he was trying to do more. But right when he was trying to do more, that's when we heard my parents pull up. And that's when my heart stopped beating so fast. I, my heart right. stopped beating fast. That, it was like, that's okay. That's a relief. Like, yeah. My it was like, like, yeah, and he was older than me. So I knew he could beat me up easy. I know he can overpower me easy. But right. I guess he was more, he wanted me, he wanted my, my, um, he wanted to get that feeling like I wanted it too. But he wasn't getting that. So he was trying to persuade me. Because right. he would have, he yeah, it's it's like a a like a manipulation type of yeah. Because tactic. he could have he could have easily just done it there. He could have just pinned me down. I could, I'll admit that he would have done it there, but he didn't. So he was what he wanted, like you said, he was trying to manipulate me. And from there, I was quiet on the way home. I was quiet all day. I was quiet for. I wasn't myself honestly after that. That's when my suicidal. That's when my self hate became even more of an issue for me because of him. And the reason I never said anything to speak up or never told my parents is because I was afraid. I was afraid it was my fault that happened. And I didn't want to ruin a friendship of my parents because my parents were really good friends with them. Now they're more like they hardly talk to each other. But um, but have this, you ever told them about that situation as when you got older, or is it something that I I can't I just can't because yeah. I know my father, my dad, um, he will flip it, he will lose it. I know he's gonna do something he's gonna regret. He has a ver- a very uh anger problem. He has high. Oh, okay. Luckily, he's been getting better at it. But he, but if he finds this out, I know he's gonna lose it. I know he's gonna be like, right. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go to the store. But that's gonna be like scared. Like, are you really going to the store? Are you gonna do something? Right. So that's and- why I can't tell him. And right. um, my mom, she knows because she's a victim of that, too. When she was younger. And wow. she told me, like, I, I know what happened because of, I forgot how she found out. And she didn't find out in detail, but an aunt told her because she overheard me. So my mom's like, if you don't want to talk about it, I get it. But I know what happened. And wow. I just told her and I just told her it's not your fault. I, that's the only thing I told her. It's not your fault. And yeah. that's from there. She I told her, but I don't want to talk about it right now. I'll talk about it once 
I'm confident to tell you. Confident so y'all... to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's that was my first attempt at suicide. Um, a week after that, um, I was trying to hang myself, but <laughs> it's funny. Like it's not funny, but it's funny to me now because the reason didn't work. The rope broke because I was very heavy weight. So my own my own thing that bullet that got got me bullied the, was the thing that saved saved me. you right yeah and from which there, was probably a very interesting like dynamic as well to kind of think about maybe not in depth in the in the current situation but to think the one thing that is an insecurity and something that I also hate myself for is also something that I that saved my life from something from like a trauma that I don't know how to cope with yeah yeah like i couldn't cope i i never knew how to cope with it i always buried it into a bottle and never it was almost to the point that it was a blocked memory because i went to see a therapist i'll I'll admit to this because you know like people always make fun of people who have therapy but i'm like i always tell people therapy therapy is amazing therapy yeah it's amazing it it works like it like if people judge you because you're taking therapy then you should cut them out of your life because they're not helping because if if i if i have a friend like i'm going to therapy like i'm like good keep going go to therapy like yeah it's like and it's true i mean like the especially with this first and foremost i wanted to say like i appreciate you for being so vulnerable because i know talking about sensitive topics like this can really uh, your mind will want to like relive that accidentally because like it's your 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 whole body just like goes into like your stress response and your mind's trying to create those defense mechanisms to protect you and one of those defense mechanisms which is what you kind of touched on is the fact that you're trying to block out what had happened mm-hmm. and it's because within that situation you were trying to dissociate at the same time trying to understand what was going to happen and he could have manipulated like he could have done more than just manipulate you because if had he been successful and Mm -hmm. at the end you were to feel even more uncomfortable than you did already he would then turn it on you as if it was your choice and that would cause more problems later along the line of you trying to understand you know how creating those boundaries and trying to understand coping and I'm glad you went to therapy I'm even glad that you told your mom because these are very very deep wounds that I I just like I like I truly I I guess <laughs> I'm really trying not to like you know break down because mm-hmm. my heart really does go out to individuals that are put in situations where their vulnerability something that is their choice to be vulnerable is taken from them or it's attempted to be taken from them to the point where they feel like they no longer are in control. And like I just sent a really big hug. Like, <laughs> like I, you know. You give you a hug the next time we hang out. How about that? <laughs> yes, I'll give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I do appreciate like I know like the way you talk, like I know you like you really mean those words. That's why I'm so happy, like you're a really good uh became I became friends with you. Like and I wanna say this in the beginning, like when I introduced myself, like like this is a new friendship. I hope it blooms even uh, to a family family feeling like, oh she's like she's like family, you know? Right. Because you're because you're really like you care. And you I can tell you care, which is amazing because a lot of people wouldn't do this. A lot of people wouldn't give uh us people like people who's been through a lot a chance to speak up. 
to give our stories because a lot of people need to know this because I wish I knew back then that I wasn't the only one. I wish I knew back then that, that, Hey, like this isn't your fault. It's just, you just need, I need, I need to help with it. And knowing that I knew that whole, my whole life and now where I'm at right now, I'm happy because I got the help. I got the help that I needed because there's so many more stories that I've been through that it damaged me even more. Mm-hmm. That like obviously like I don't want to like talk too much because I want you to talk too because I want you to hear your side of the story as well of like of your experience, but right. um, uh, but yeah. So when before therapy, my I did three attempts of suicide. My first one was after that incident. My second one was after a heartbreak, mm-hmm. um, because I really love this girl. It was the first. I always tell people I never know what love is, but deep down I did. But wow. now I don't want to accept it because sometimes every time I think about it, it brings back pain. It brings right. back really bad pain. Even though I've, I'm better at where I'm at right now, I'm happy. But think about it more, I'll be like, dang, this hurts. Right. <laughs> this hurts be- uh, because um, it can be. A, this is gonna be a really long story, but I'm, just, I'm gonna try to summar- uh, summarize it a bit. It's like leave out the little unnecessary details. But mm-hmm. I did this girl for a year, and um, she was. She accepted who I am. She accepted who, my faults. And I spoiled her. I treated her right. I never once did anything bad. Because mm-hmm. my dad was very hard on me to be respectful to women. And my mom, too. So, it kind of... And deep down, I've always been a caring person. Right. It, and it always bit me in the butt. Because people always take advantage of caring people. Yeah, and um, very true. <laughs> And um, so she was, you know, she seemed happy at the time. She was happy. She gets to know I was going now. And um, it was weird because she never wanted to meet my parents. She said she wasn't ready. And I was very understanding. To this day, I'm an understanding person. So I was like, okay. So I, And she always told me, don't tell your parents, which was weird. But I was like, okay. So, I was like, okay, that's fine. And this and that. Mm-hmm. And... It was funny because in high school, she never acted like I was her boyfriend. She was like, oh, I want this to be a secret, this and that. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, oh, okay. This lasted for almost my whole sophomore year. Right. And um, and now I'm thinking about it more. The reason she – and, okay, so we talked, we talked, we talked. And she said, like, and times I saw her, like, being friendly with being friendly with a guy, like a football player or just, you know, those popular guys. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh, I saw you, like, you know, hugging him a lot and stuff like that. And I was very, like, didn't have confidence to speak up. Of course. So she took advantage of that. She was like, oh, you know, just, they're just really close friends. I knew them at middle school, this and that. And mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay. So more more when time went on. Then I caught her giving head to one of the football players in the back oh of the school. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like. I was like, I got mad, but I'm the- so triggered. I'm so, <laughs> so mad. <laughs> and like, and she was like, oh, and she didn't even apologize. She's like, oh, you're not supposed to see this. <gasps> then the guy was like, and he pulled his pants up. He didn't zip it up. He just pulled them up and he shoved me. And then he gave me, uh, he didn't give me black. He, he gave me, he, not a black guy. He hit me in the stomach really hard to the point I threw up. Oh and it was embarrassing. And the bruise was there for a while. It hurt. I hurt to laugh. It hurt to like bent down because he punched me really hard. 
And after that, obviously high school rumors spread. And then people were like, ah, your girl was like, this other guy's dead, ah, la, and this and that. Drop these names. Drop these names. Like, <laughs> I'll DM them the names. <laughs> drop social media. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up. I want all the smoke. <laughs> oh, my God. Trust me, I'll be there, too. Now I have so much confidence. Now I, have, I know how to defend Let's myself. Go. Let's, <laughs> Let's go. Guys, we don't condone fighting, however. <laughs> we don't, I we don't. I will fight for any of you <laughs> whose boyfriend or girlfriend did anything. Anything like that, just call me. I don't care where you are. You can be in Australia. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a flight. I'm gonna catch. Right. I'm gonna have a vacation first. Then I catch some hands. They'll catch. Then they, they're gonna catch these hands. I'm sorry. Like, all right. I'm gonna stop being this other part of me. But continue. <laughs> I like this other part. Of you like, let's bring it on. I am a lot, <laughs> Again, I'm not confrontational. Like I said, I just, I will, like, stand up for somebody. Like, I. I will do it. It's just me. But go on. Continue <laughs> about this about these people that I really want to fight. <laughs> the, and after that, um, the bullying got even worse in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because one of the other friends you met that night we, when we met, uh, we met. Uh, she went to the same high school as she did as well. We both went to the same oh, high school. Wow. Yeah, but it was funny because we never crossed paths, so she never knew nothing about me. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, dude, the world's so small. He just said, it is. <laughs> And I look at it as like, her boyfriend's my best friend. Now she's like family to me. So I'm just like, look at this. The world, everything comes around. And right. um, so, yeah. So, uh, so in high school, it was just mainly, it was very, it wasn't even teasing anymore. It was very more like, damn, these are very deep scars that are happening right now in high school. And that's what was my third attempt. That was my last attempt at suicide was, again, hanging. Because at this time, uh, we moved to the new house, my, the current house I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, on a, it's a two-story house. And there's a part of the house that is very stable. Right. And it was stable. I kicked – I made sure everything was – it would work. It would work. And mm-hmm. um, so I did the rope thing. And it was so sad because God's gonna make me cry right now because my dog's right oh. next to me. My oh. dog's my dog was watching me do the whole thing. Oh, I know. So it hurt. I was crying the whole time I was doing it, but I was just tired. I was tired of the pain. I was tired of being sad. Mm-hmm. I was tired of being alone because my parents always they didn't know during the time. They just thought I was always angry. They're like, "Why are you so mad? Just smile, be happy." Right. But they didn't know that. They didn't know. They didn't, yeah, and I don't. I'm never gonna be angry at them for saying that stuff to me. It's just it's, that's the reason they said it is because I didn't say anything, mm-hmm. and that's what I want to say right now. People are listening. Like, say something. Don't stay quiet. Say something because to the people you know, they care because they tr- truly deep down, people do want to help you. It's just you just have to say something. And I regret not saying anything. And when I when I attempted my when I attempted suicide when I hang myself. I don't know what it was faith, it was God, it was life. I don't know the universe, mother nature. I'll name all I'll name all these entities in life. Mm-hmm. But the wood broke. It broke. Wow. And it broke because people say, like, oh, it's wood, it's always gonna break. No, it was just it was being held on by a metal bar. So I was wow. I was really pulling it with all my strength to make sure it wouldn't break. And it snapped. Wow. It snapped, it broke, and I fell. I busted my ass, I'll say that. <laughs> it hurt because I dropped really far down. Right. And 
and my dog came up to me. She started licking me, oh. and I know. She, and she's still she's right next to me right now, and oh. um, she's very small. Animals too. are precious. Like they are. They really they are. Like feel energy. So she's there to really comfort, be that little, you know, supporter. Yeah, she, she's my su- about your experiences. She's my she's my fur baby. That's what she is, oh. and um. She's a shit too. She's very tiny. And um, so she was licking me. And I just started getting crying even more because I'm like, okay, then I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here here right now. Mm-hmm. And the only reason my mom found out about my fir- my only suicide attempt was because I had an old friend. And I regret not being friends with her to this day because I have other friends <laughs> right. um, that weren't really true friends. They really didn't support me. They always they made it even worse for me they always like make fun of my made fun of me sometimes but i just took mm-hmm. it because they were my only friends i had during the time right and her name was um leslie i'm not gonna say last name obviously but there's a bunch of leslie that's, right. what, that's what i'm saying her name because there's so many leslie's in this world. <laughs> it's hard to nail it down right and um she told her mom about what i said then her mom told my mom that that's when my mom came up to me and my mom started crying, and she was like, "Why you are like, why are you like this?" So I broke it down to her the same way I told you, minus mm-hmm. the the sexual um assault thing or the, the um molestation. Right. And she was like, "No, you're handsome, this and that." Because during that time as well, I hated myself. I hated looking myself in the mirror. I avoided mirrors. I never took selfies. I always didn't want to take a right. picture. So my self love was deep my my own self-confidence was low i mean low so um so that's why mom was like i'm, I'm gonna find a therapist and she did oh, that's and good. yeah she was the reason i didn't want to either i like no i'm fine i'll be fine i was mm-hmm. so stubborn but i was like my mom was like very like very like pushy and she was like i just want you to get help and she right. was like you know I'll, okay, I'll give her a chance i'll give the therapist a chance and when she came the therapist came to my house and um, I broke down the first day. I told her everything. Oh. Yeah, and throughout time, helping me to this day, I still see her now. It's less because she says I'm. I've improved a lot. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah, and I know I'm like I'm so happy about that. Not that long ago, I just saw her, and she's just very happy for me right now because I got oh. a really good job. Um, I told her about my new friends. I told her about like I'm gonna try like uh hustle, get my own place. Get my oh, own car, oh. everything. Like I'm, I'm like, and I told her, like I want to make my own business. I want to start Twitch oh. because like I'm a huge gamer. Like that's one thing about me. Like you'll soon discover more. Like when we hang out, so, like I'm, I'm a huge nerd. I love Marvel. I cried when Iron Man died. <laughs> I've cried <laughs> when I'm playing video games because there's like one video game. Oh. Of course, that I'm a huge gamer. Like I'm loving games, and I love. I actually did a, I did YouTube for a bit, and mm-hmm. I did a gaming YouTube, and I was getting like quite a few subscribers, but I stopped because of depression. So right. it sucked. I do want to go back into like Twitch because I just love the gaming community. I'm just I, I'm I'm convention like I'll like if you're a big nerd I'll like, take you to conventions with me. I'm like I'm that kind of person. Oh, like, I love I'm, conventions. Oh, I like this that. year sucks because you know COVID happened, so everything's yeah, got canceled. COVID. But um, hopefully next year, like I'll let you know, like like hey, Comic Con is yeah. coming to Dallas. Like uh, the last celebrity I met was um, I actually bumped into him was John Bernthal. He I don't know if oh, you know wow. him. Oh, you know him. I know of him. Yeah, he was on The Walking Dead. He was Shane. He played The Punisher. What else he was was he in? He was in a lot of movies. Like if you look him up, you'll be like, oh, okay, I know that guy. 
um i bumped into him he was like oh my god you're the punisher and he was oh so cool <laughs> i was i was geeking i was fangirl like oh my god you're the punisher i love the punisher and like he signed like a t-shirt he was like very cool he had like a mini conversation and then i met the guy of who voiced goku in the dragon ball c um oh, i know he's I know he did the voice. I was like, ah, I was like, I was fangirling. But, um, but yeah, so like I told my therapist everything. And right now I just want to say like, I've came, I've come a long way from where I was. I am a better person. And I always, there's one thing that will never stop from me is caring for other people. Right. Because I know what it's like for not having anybody. So I want to be there for somebody. So they know, right. because I know that pain. I know that loneliness, that feeling of no one cares. Because exactly. the worst, the worst part of being alone is feeling alone while you still have friends. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. And I want. I'm sorry. I'm. I've been rambling a lot. I'm gonna let you. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> I wanted to ask you: Is there anything else that you would like to say for the last, you know, three minutes? Anything that you would like to say to our listeners that could be going through similar situations or um, have been co- contemplating suicide or. Um, anything of that matter what is something that you would tell that you would tell them right now i would just say that you're not alone i just want to say that you there's help out there for you my heck if you want to be my friend you probably post my instagram dm I me will. <laughs> <laughs> like dm me like talk to me talk talk to queen talk to me like we've been both been there i sucks i want to i want to hear your your story queen it just sucks i, I just took up so much time which i really do no, apologize you're fine this podcast wholeheartedly is about the people i bring on you know mm-hmm. over time i will talk more about you know my suicide story and things that have happened to me but i really wanted to give you the platform to let you like speak freely and speak to inspire my listeners because that's why I made this podcast in the first place Mm -hmm. to help those that are in the dark that feel like they don't have a voice that they don't have a place where they can be advocated for and that they are are overlooked and that that's why I made this platform I want to help others I want to help those that have gone through similar situations like you or me or things that we've never experienced that people do need to talk about. It needs to become a conversation because mental health has become a big topic, but it's becoming a trend. It's becoming Mm -hmm. something that is like an accessory rather than something that should be taken very seriously. And that's why I really do appreciate you for being as open as you were because you didn't have to. You didn't have to share in depth about your story but you did and that's something that not only touches my heart but I know it's going to touch many amazing beautiful hearts out there as well from all walks of life I hope it does like if I save at least one person if I inspire one person then I did a good job then in my mind but I really want to inspire everybody because the darkness that you're surrounded right now will go away you just have to be you have, have to love yourself. You have to know it's not your fault. You have to know that you're nothing's wrong with you. And um, nothing's wrong with you. And um, that you're just, that you're a beautiful being. That you're very beautiful. Hey. And that you're a beautiful yeah. person. And you're perfect. No matter what, you are perfect. And you're beautiful. And don't let that anybody take that away from you. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it. I thank Adrian so much for coming on my um, podcast and being open and 
trusting of his experiences with me because my main goal for this podcast is to be a platform for those to be able to speak about their experiences and come to a sense of closure or come to a sense of peace of mind and it's also a platform to be seen as a safe space for all of you because whether you had gone through similar experiences to adrian or um you haven't yet really acknowledged the things that you have gone through know that my podcast is here for you it is a platform for you to feel at home to feel safe to feel secure and i extend a huge hug to all of you that have gone through similar experiences to him because for me when he started talking about bullying it reminded me a lot of um, the things that I had gone through and if anything that was said was very triggering for you just know that stay centered stay you know aware of how you're feeling but know that you are healing and you're taking the baby steps to do so so again thank you Adrian for coming on I thank all of you guys for joining me and I will see you next week